You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. To this week's edition of the Couch Brotatoes, I'm Alex. This is Cap Morrison. And this week we're not going to do a whole weekly, monthly retrospective on this show, but it's a show that none of us negl- uh, actually wound up talking about on our favorite TV shows. Watching as you know, growing up in his teens, and you know, from when this aired, you know, certainly for me it would have hit that uh, era, but. Fear we do an episode on that 70s show. Such a good show. Yeah, this was like the first like TV show that was current that kind of uh, was trying to reach, you know, my demographic as a young kid in junior high. Yeah. Even though it was a timepiece about the 1970s. Yeah. And damn, they were good at it. Yeah, it was and it totally worked. Me and uh, all my friends in uh junior high throughout high school watched it, you know, semi regularly. It wasn't a weekly yeah. thing for me, but mm. I it watched- wasn't like a thing you you know, you, you bullshitted about. Yeah. But it was always something like, "Oh, hey, did you see that? Yeah. Or, or like, but it was never like, it wasn't like watching like The Sopranos or something. Exactly. Like it was a good like throwaway thing to cut on in the afternoon or yeah. like on the fucking weekends when you're like cleaning the house or something. Pretty much. And for me, that 70s show happened at the perfect time in my life uh, because it, it ran from August 23rd, 1998 to May 18th, 2006. Yeah. So I had a pretty decent run. And yeah, it, I, was a, I was a sophomore when it ended. Cool. And, uh, and it wound up hitting at the right time for me because right around this time period, around 99, 2000, was when I was really figuring out rock and roll. Like, that's when it really started clicking with me. So, all of a sudden, they're having the Kiss special on VH1 Classic with Danny Bonaducci. Oh, know? God. <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like they're having the Kiss special with them, and they're, like, highlighting all this classic rock, and it's like, I know who Ted Nugent is, and, oh, yeah. he's on the show now. And it was also a thing of mom really liked it. So she always made sure we were catching the new episodes. Like, she caught, she wound up picking up on that within, like, the first season or two. So we were watching it. Like, we would make a point to make sure, like, hey, on Fox, every night at this night, you know, we were going to watch it. So it's like, we would catch, you know, new episodes of that 70s show as a family, kind of together. And my folks didn't really, uh, really uh, catch on to it until, like, later on when it went into syndication. But when it was live and happening in real time, I'm sure it wasn't on their radar caught, by any means. I caught a lot of it live. Yeah. Because it was, a, it was a, like, it came out on Fox mm-hmm. a lot. Um, we watched it. And this was around the time they had Titus and things like that. And <laughs> Dad Bob really liked that show. He was mad they got rid of it. We, we and Malcolm li- in the Middle. Yes. And we watched a lot of Fox. Like, we didn't watch that much ABC or NBC or stuff like that. Oh, but, man. Everybody likes Fox. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Fox. Oh, Fox yeah. is the shit. Yeah. Especially in the, you know, late 90s, Nobody early 2000s. Wants that TGIF <laughs> bullshit from ABC. Yeah. So it's like, we watched a lot of Fox at our house, you know, which was completely. And it was actually around that time. That was when NBC kind of fell off the radar with their uh, their primetime shows because NBC dominated forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then Frasier was ending, and yeah, Frasier, uh, a lot Friends, of their drivers were Carolina ending. Carolina in the City, 
uh, Mad About You. God, all <laughs> I forgot shows, about that one. <laughs> all them shows were actually all tied together in some way. Cheers was already gone. Frasier picked up. Yeah, but then they, that, they all, that was ending. Yeah, the, yeah. by the time the 90s ended, everything was going. The only thing NBC had was Friends. Yeah. And then it got syndicated and put on Fox. Mm-hmm. So then Fox was still running. Uh, you know, Simpsons were still, you know, relevant at the time and still yeah, absolutely uh, family guy and everything family guy was getting started i was gonna say there was a sweet spot King on the fox Hill. when there was like cops i was gonna say there was a sweet spot in fox where they just had some years of just like if you just turned on the tv to fox you had quality entertainment was futurama yeah. on fox at this yeah. time mm-hmm. period around okay. this time yeah i, I, I watched fox, uh, i watched futurama the first episode when it first came out I'm uh, doing a rewatch of it right now, actually. Very mm. nice. Very You're crying nice. all the time now? Or? <laughs> Not yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> oh, so you haven't made it to episode four yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I, I yeah, I, for some reason, there was just a lot that really stuck out with me on the show because it's like, I liked kiss and star wars and like stuff like that like i didn't fully understand that i liked 70s things i just so happened to like a lot of things that came yeah. out from the 70s well, like, and that wasn't like really for, for yeah for music like, a lot of people agree that the best music was created or made in the 70s yeah because and it's like off, and i didn't fully understand that because yet. you're coming off the tail end of that fucking sock hop shit mm-hmm. and you're coming off all right so the birth of heavy metal yeah birth of heavy metal you got judas priest led zeppelin all coming off from the tail end of the 60s black sabbath you know they're now they're producing their second third or even fourth albums you got country music is changing mm-hmm. uh dolly parton's already gone to pop up pretty much i think the folk the focus was really on like the classic rock uh, yeah. or what folks were listening to on classic well, rock even, radio even at the, the time the big of, country uh, guys you know they kind of had some fucked up songs like Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard, you know, they all went a little bit hardcore in the country. In country music, this is when Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson yeah. were like uh, giving birth to quote unquote outlaw country yeah. and all that. And then you got uh, Motown changing up their stuff because you got uh, the Jackson Five have pretty much separated by the time the mid seventies all around. Yeah, and then and, uh, funk music was coming out. Yeah, Parliament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and but culturally, uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, these characters, even though they were uh, embracing, you know, it's, it was a showcase of seventies culture in a timepiece. It was still they were still going through, you know, the same high school problems and family dynamic problems yeah. that you know anybody goes through in any time period. Yeah. And that's kind of what it's just framed differently. And it's so funny watching it framed in that situation. Yeah, because you know, oh, there's a dad who's working full time. Mm-hmm. Mom's a homemaker, or no, mom's a nurse. So they are the middle class family in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, so fake place of Point Place. Yeah, Point mm-hmm. Place, Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, and they're all cheeseheads. Yeah, they're all fucking Green Bay Packer fans. It's still, it's still middle America. You know, yeah, you got weird neighbors. Yeah, you know, but they're weirder because at this time swinging is a big fucking thing yeah this is like post hippie you yeah. know ideals and shit like that even Don't though it. the hippie culture is still people forget hippie culture is still rampant you know even today but it's just you know can call it something else well, for better forgot. or worse but those, those, those i guess you're right <laughs> well, those, hippies, those hippies back then were coming off the 60s and it, it kind of delusioned the, the fuck real out of them. shit yeah and so they created post, cults post altamont and uh charles manson and yeah, all that yeah. so now you got cults uh-huh <laughs> which i don't think they really covered in that 70s show i remember not really they had weird characters that were cult-like yeah <laughs> with the hippie dynamic they kind of just you know that was just a way to you know poke fun at them you know with the tommy chong character and all that mm-hmm. yeah 
But no, I love this show so much. Yeah, and Randall's it's like, my favorite character though. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of favorites. He's but, a lot of favorites. But what I was trying to say earlier is like I didn't fully understand why that show connected with me. Yeah. You know, it's like now I get it. Yeah. But it's like when just for some reason watching that show, the aesthetics of it, the way they talked, and even like I understood it was meant to be like cheesy and you know a little over the top. It's like it still felt natural and organic and real and like honestly like kids i'd kind of want to hang out with you know watching it now as an adult you're just like all these people are horrible but you know (laughs) as a teenager growing up and also thinking like-minded like them you're just like this seems like they could be my friends you know so you've got you know you had eric who was the big ass geek right (laughs) you know it was all the sitcom tropes exactly and it's like and again him loving Star Wars, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, okay, here's a character I can kind of relate to. I love Star Wars. He, he's got a kiss poster up in the wall, yeah, you know, it, it, shit like but, that. And, and to them, it's not Star Wars. It's the Star Wars. And yes. that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all they've got that's is that got. one movie. And I love, uh, was it? I think, uh, Randy Kitty had watched it, uh-huh. and Red's like, Vader guy's a real asshole or some shit. Like, <laughs> I, was just like, I love that. And then Kitty like secretly loved it, and she was like, I thought it was cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, Red Foreman just like, did we ever find out like what makes him happy other than you know the relationship with his wife and all that? So, so football and kicking asses. Yeah. yeah so uh, throughout the show, he has these little moments with every character. Yeah. That just shine like his favorite. His. <laughs> Eric's friend, the only he only likes one of them, mm-hmm. and it's Mila Kunis. <laughs> he likes Jackie because remember, like, I should remember she, Jackie's dad isn't around. Yeah, because then he becomes a criminal. But I remember that episode, and then they like they kind of go back through it after Eric leaves mm-hmm. because she, he has to like sub in quite a bit for other characters. Uh, but the whole her like her him fixing the car, yeah. and him helping her. Oh my god. I, I, I'll combat you. What, I'll Kelso? combat you with yep, Kelso. Oh, with the Atari? Kelso with the Atari. And plus, I feel that Red always had a little bit of fatherly love toward Kelso. Like a, yeah. like, like that old Southern bless his heart kind of mentality. Yeah, because, because like I, I, there's the time when he realized Kelso was really good with electronics and can make the paddle smaller and pong. Oh, yeah, because like, they, got, they got the fucking, all right, so they got the, the ColecoVision basically yeah. on top the of the, uh, yeah, top of the car and they're fucking with it. And like Kelso, and, uh, he's like, what if we get this doohickey mm-hmm. and attach it to this doohickey and he goes to do it and Kelsey's like wait 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 don't you want to unplug the resistor he's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he also had like you know but he has that moment with all the characters mm-hmm. especially Hyde I was gonna say yeah when he goes to, when he has to go to his fucking mom's house mm-hmm. I thought he was gonna whooop Kenny Seagal's ass I did too man oh. like, I- cause he's like Hyde Get in the fucking car. Yeah, get get your bag. That was get that, back that was one car. of their special episodes. Like this is a special episode. Yeah, and he kind of saw Hyde. Well, at least the impression I got is that he kind of saw Hyde as a young adult more than the rest of Eric's friends. Yeah, he saw Hyde as the one that probably had it the most together and was wasting his life. Yeah, yeah. Because, he was still like he had so much. He had so much. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And he came from nothing. So and basically when we hear stories about red he same situation he grew yeah. up poor as fuck mm-hmm. and his mom was the lady from the partridge family <laughs> <laughs> yep but uh Hyde was like uh couch surfing at that point too essentially and crashing over at the foreman's house a lot yeah yeah and i love uh, like i love red to death but kitty 
This show could not exist without Kitty Foreman. <laughs> no, Ki- Kitty. She is the linchpin. Uh, she is yeah. the heart and soul of even the gang. Because, because yeah. that's the thing is, I feel like Kitty is the perfect representation of a '70s mom. Yeah. Especially when you go back and rewatch those episodes, she's not dumb. No. She is sharp as a tack. She. Ah! <laughs> she knows exactly what's going on in that basement at yeah. all times. But you know what? She plays that blind eye, ignorant mom thing, put rolls everything over with a laugh. But what does that cause? Every single person in that friend group sees her as a mom. Yep. Yep. So she knows she's instilled a certain amount of trust in them of like, no matter what happens... They can come to me, that kind of thing, and I think she—that's like the perfect '70s mom trope mentality. Who's going to be the who the father and mother figure is going to be on the show? Fucking uh, what's the Mitch? Yeah, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) But uh, like, uh, go watch it. Is like, there's a scene where she has to go down to the basement because she's stressing the fuck out, and she's like. I know one in six kids, teenagers, smoke. I'm going to close my eyes and what are you going to light my fucking cigarette? And she just <laughs> no, no, it, it, at first she was like, I know one in six kids smoke and there's one, two, three, four, five, six of you here. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm sticking out my hands and I expect a cigarette between my fingers. And one hand, it was Hyde's hand, dropped the cigarette. The <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Light, please, and then like everyone had a fucking lighter. <laughs> and I love those little moments in the sh- those uh, moments in the show where they're clearly smoking weed, but it's implied. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just a little smoke the- machine behind them in the circle. Uh huh. And they're just giggling their asses off, and they're not saying out loud that they're doing drugs. But it's also a '70s show, so you have exactly. you can't not include that. And, you know, later on, I, like after season three, they do it a lot more. But like Kitty and Red end up in those circles. <laughs> yes, and it's so fucking funny. I love Red <laughs> when he that time he got he accidentally ate the brand. Brownies yeah. <laughs> that were uh, stoned, and, and, and he was like, he put whipped cream on his head. He's like, I am whipped cream head. <laughs> He's so fucked up. But the, I like uh, the early, uh, the early se- uh, seasons, mm-hmm. like one and two, did a lot of like hijinks kind of stuff. Like, remember the had to go get the beer tap. Oh my god, yeah. And, and those kids are having a fucking party in a fucking empty Bruce, pool. I guess this is yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and like Eric and Hyde are fucking kind of up the river really because they have to go get a fucking beer tap mm-hmm. and those assholes of broke Kelso. it yeah they broke it oh and what was uh, what was Kelso's big secret that he didn't realize because he's bad at math so you, oh, you man, mean to tell me you're dumb, you mean to tell me your dumb friend is bad at math <laughs> it's important was it how much he paid for the keg no no this is for other show there's, there's a secret he has because he's bad at math he could he didn't realize it and then they all rag on him for it Oh, because he's like secretly rich? No. What? He's secretly 21. <gasps> oh! <laughs> he turns 21 two years before they do, and he's like, you could have been buying us beer this whole time, you piece of shit. I remember that now. Because <laughs> he's like, you were born with... Because it, uh, it was when they broke into the old school. <gasps> oh, it was like, yeah! It was like the Scooby-Doo episode. Yes, yes, I remember that one. And no, that all was a up, great episode. They're all looking up their fucking records. Yes. And like Eric's big secret was like every time a photo... Oh, yeah, pop, they're looking at the permanent records. Yeah, and like what if, and Eric's like, every time I have to take a photo, I get a zit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like and that was their photo day the next... Or like later on. Yeah. And they're like... And Donna's like poking at his head. I'm like, I think there's one growing right there. He's like, stop get it. the fuck away from me, bitch. <laughs> stop, stop it. And even that relationship was fun Was yeah. fun to watch on screen. That Those yeah. two had a great chemistry together as a like, mm-hmm. TV couple. And actually, Cap, uh, speaking of, do you remember that episode that when now, they broke into the school? 
Uh, not the top of my head, no. So, okay, well then I'll ask uh, Chris, what was the big overarching thing that someone wanted to happen and they finally got at the end of the episode? Oh, fuck. I, I, it's been a, so long, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was something they found on uh, the permanent record and I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Fez was like, what? And I didn't get to see you? Oh, fucking uh, Donna. Yeah, Donna had a habit of either flashing her ass or flashing her tits in school photos. And, and Fez is like, and everyone was just kind of like, yeah, we've all seen her tits. And he's like, I haven't. And, and Donna's <laughs> like, well, I guess sucks for you then. And he's like, but, but, what, but, uh, Fez is always the one that's left out and like the entire time then throughout the episode he's like trying to sneak a peek and like everyone's walking out of the school and Donna just like taps him on the shoulder he's like what and she just like lifts her fucking shirt up and he like about passes over because later on it was Kelso Kelso was doing that shit he kept barging into fucking See, that's the one oh, I remember. Was he's like, like, ooh, sorry. She's like, fucking stop. Uh, yeah, because they kept doing the flashbacks yeah. of like in school thing. Uh, <laughs> ooh, sorry. He's like, god damn it. <laughs> and that's the thing is that like, you watch these episodes in retrospect, and then of course you find out, you know, Fez and Hyde were kind of weirdos in real life, and then you look at their characters and you're like, <laughs> well, you ever heard the story of what, uh, how Malakunas got on the show? Yeah. yeah uh, she did her uh, uh, interview. They were like, you're great, and you're 18, right? And she's like, I'll be turning 18. On my birthday. <laughs> yeah, on my birthday, I'll be 18. Which is not a lie. Uh-huh. It was just on her birthday two years from then. Yeah, because she was 16. <laughs> I think that's how Lawrence Fisher- Fishburne got on the set of uh, Apocalypse Now yeah. <laughs> when he was a teenager. Uh, Larry yeah. Fishburne. I'm sorry. Larry, Larry. Fishburne in that movie. <laughs> Lawrence, you earned that right. <laughs> but yeah, so I... I, I I did never dislike any of the characters. You know, you know how usually on a sitcom, yeah, there's like usually the, one or two that you're like, eh, I don't care about this Even person. Even all the B characters are pretty fucking great. Yeah. There's only one character I didn't like. It was the sister. Oh, well, the sister. I it, liked her. I kind of had a crush on her. Yeah, but, like, but she was I, like, I didn't like her because I had a sister that was a bitch. Oh, okay. I was going to say, she she was that hot trashy that I was like, yeah, with you're the, trashy enough that I'd, I'd still bang you. With the Farrah Fawcett haircut <laughs> and all uh, yeah, that. And, and, and that was the thing. It was the big, she, blonde, Farrah Fawcett haircut. I was like, she oh. had a rough in her life. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah she she, uh, she was the reason why the, uh, the sister was recast later. Yeah. Because she oh, couldn't keep right. her life together. And I don't think she died during the filming. I think the show had already wrapped, uh, like even like all the series. But no, she wound up passing away due to like drugs and alcohol shit. Yikes! And she just couldn't keep it together well enough on the show, even, and they had to recast her. I do like I do like some of the guest stars. I love the guest stars on there. Yeah. But do you remember when Joseph Gordon Levitt guest starred? Yes. That's such a weird dude. I know. And, <laughs> and the he, thing- they kill him. They fucking. A sitcom I remember this for one. family. They kill him by accident. Yeah, he falls off the water tower. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> but like, yeah, he was like trying to be like the new friend in the group. They're like, I, I forget what it was. Like, he's trying to steal Donna from me. He's like, yeah. no, no, it's not. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was like the new kid at school and like immediately took a liking to the gang and like was trying to like infiltrate well, into no, the he group. He knew Eric. Mm-hmm. He knew Eric okay. from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And he was and like he trying to. And he's trying to like get his way in. Eric wasn't digging, it. and they're like, you know, we'll, we'll just take him up to the water tower, and you know, we'll, we'll have a talk with. Or no, they're trying to get him in trouble. 
That's what it was. He was such a goody two-shoes. Everyone loved him, and they're like, we'll get him in trouble. We'll get him to spray paint on the water tower. So it sounds like a Sopranos episode. We're going to take him up to the water tower for a talk. Yeah, and they're like, we'll get him in trouble. We'll get him to spray paint on the water tower, and then, you know, the cops will show up, you know, and he'll, he'll get busted for it. And sure enough, he gets up there. He leans against the fucking guardrail. Eww, boom. Fucking fall, falls to his death. And they're just going to look over it, and they're like, huh. Okay. Just like that. <laughs> like, they don't give funny. a fuck. That's fucked up. He fell and died, but, like, Kelso fell off and died, and he's like, Oh wait, it does like it's flipping the bird because it's a fuck it's a weed plant. Yeah. But it's so spread out and it's kinda like this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like the middle middle leaf is real big and he's just like, Oh dude, it does look like it's flipping us off. <laughs> and they had some great ongoing jokes because it's like they'd go back to the water tower every so often for like just a different change of oh, scenery. Yeah, when, it, when a character had to like have his moment alone or her moment alone it was always a water tower and if you looked up at the water tower each time they went it was a little more faded there's a little more graffiti like they actually took time on that they're like okay we're gonna weather this up some now we're gonna add a little bit more to it i thought that was always a cool little thing they did did they have have a water tower in uh dazed and confused too yeah i was thinking like all like 70s high school tropes in small towns (laughs) they talk about they don't go to it if i recall i thought they climbed it up when they go to the uh when they go to the uh, outdoor get together in the movie ah, it's been a while so you might be right Days and confused is just that 70s movie yeah <laughs> such a good movie it is great music great soundtrack much well and, and really- speaking of when you're talking about guest stars i always loved when they would have old 70s stars or rock stars not playing themselves but just some random mundane character well alex cooper showed up as himself mm-hmm yeah, Ted Nugent showed up as himself. But then they guy. had like Sonny Bono and people like that too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they'd have like Sonny Sonny Bono, and he would just be like a random shopper or like yeah. just like someone like in line. They had uh, what's his name, the oldest son and the middle son from the Brady Bunch show up as a couple. <gasps> yeah, you remember that? That's weird. The, the, the new neighbors that because, came to uh, town because the old uh, was it the true story of the Bradys was. In real life, the guy who played the oldest son was gay, mm-hmm. and so was the dad. Okay, I don't, in real life, I was gonna say that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> in real life, but uh, anyway, they show up as a gay couple: the oldest brother and the guy who played the middle or the littlest brother. I can't remember. Anyway, they show up and they're talking to Red because they're the new neighbors down the block. And they live yeah. in the corner. Yeah, and Red's like, "So let me get this straight: you two live together, and there's no women." He's like. And they're not saying they're gay. They're being <laughs> subtle. And he's like, no, it's just uh, me and Barry. He's like, that sounds amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so fed up with his fucking life. Like, uh-huh. That sounds amazing. Kitty, I feel like they were even building it up like Kitty was having a moment. Lori was bitching about something. Like All the women in his life. Oh, and Jackie was like trying to cry on him for something. Like, all the women on the show were having like a conniption during the first like act. And then like at the beginning of the second act, when they show up, he's just like... There's no women? <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> He's like, y'all are doing it right. And that's also it's what that, I... Like something Stewie would say a family. Yeah. Right. And that's also something else I loved about that 70s show. It's the same thing they did with King of the Hill, is they weren't afraid to tackle something that was relevant at the time, like a possible prejudice of like mm-hmm. gay neighbors or, you know, black people or stuff like that. They had a whole episode where they couldn't wait to watch Roots. 
<laughs> you know, well, it was like that, yeah. that was a major plot point. Well, that was a big thing in the 70s. Because they got their VHS recorder, yeah. too. Betamax. Betamax. Like, I thought that, oh, was it the beta recorder or VHS? Because I feel the like beta Red recorder, was... Beta recorder because it, it, the, the tape went on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam shut. Well, there were some VCRs that but did that. that the, the, if you look at it, it's the giant silver machine, mm-hmm. which is like, they call it the silver box back in. Got it. But okay. it was the Betamax and... It's, it's like a whole episode of Red in the Background is trying to figure this goddamn thing out. I was going to say, wasn't he trying to tape a football game or something like that? Roots. Them? roots. Oh, it was Roots. They were, they were taping Roots. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. And, and, the, and the thing was... That was big, man. And the thing, what I loved about it is Kitty's all excited for it. She's like making her jiffy pop and all this. <laughs> and, and Red's all excited about the new Betamax. And she's like, so we're about to watch it. He goes, yep, we're about to record it in three, two. Presses the record button and turns the TV off. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, so what do we do now? Now we wait. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, but but we could just watch it now. He goes, yeah, but you don't get it. It's recording. We can watch it anytime we want. And then he finds out when he turns the TV off, it turns off the signal to the uh, Betamax, and it doesn't record jack shit. <laughs> and that episode actually educated me on something that I was unaware of. Which was that VCRs had a timer that it could be set to record on. Yeah, my family did that for years. I was unaware of that because as soon as he was talking about there was like a timer. And I'm like, wait, there's there's a timer on a VHS recorder? Because I remember mom would always tell me like when she started working a day job, like we talked about on our TV shows, she watched um, uh, General Hospital. So when I started being homeschooled and she had to have a job, she was like, you record my general hospital every day at three o'clock. Don't you dare forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You record my stories and don't you fucking forget it. So I was like, I had to be over there right at fucking three o'clock to press that record button. We did not know about a timer or any of that shit. And I was just like, this was technology in the seventies and I'm in the like late nineties, early two thousands watching this. And I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. And Cap was even looking at me going, I didn't know this. I didn't either. <laughs> I, like, like, I didn't fuck around with recording VCRs and shit like that. Oh, my God. You know why the VCR won, right? Uh, I've, I've watched a couple videos on it. It really just had to do with branding and, honestly, the the cheapness and the ease of being able to use the technology. Porn. Well, that's kind of where I take <laughs> porn. Porn so Again, with the ease of technology. Well, like, yeah. Like, producers realize it's easy to take like tape stuff copy stuff send out stuff on porn same reason our phones are big porn yeah <laughs> well that's what happened with that's, that's with any uh, tech company right keeping technology alive <laughs> i think there's we a went, lot we, of other we went to the moon to it, but sure. <laughs> Here, there's a lot more to it but sure chris it's, porn. it's true though it's, 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 it, i would say they're that- the biggest innovator of technology <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing that's the reason i can't argue with you is like i do agree like I, feel, I feel. Hold on. I feel like it's maybe ten percent. I feel this like that's ten percent. I have too. I think they talk about this. I think they talk about Betamax. Betamax had a better picture. Mm-hmm. Quality-wise, it was better. Kind of like when Blu-ray and uh, HD DVDs came out. The Blu-ray was the lesser, but well, it was that- easier to record on Blu-rays than the HD DVDs because you needed a time lock system on them, on the on the ring mm-hmm. to record over, and you can't take that fucking ring off, and if it breaks. You can still play a Blu-ray if the time ring stops. So, so the technology. Okay, now, now, now you're stepping into my field. So that technology <laughs> you're talking about is present on every single disc you purchase, whether it be a CD, DVD, Blu-ray, or HD DVD. So the reason the, that 
Format War won out is because of Sony. Sony wound up taking a squeeze on the marketplace and they put a bunch of um, other movie houses and basically saying, hey, you sign an exclusive deal with us. And it turned out to be, I forget the company that was doing HD DVD, they wound up running out of licensing. And Sony wound up just squeezing them out. And as soon as they put the Blu-ray player in the PS3, literally the next week sales of the HD DVD collapsed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Xbox offered a uh, secondary drive Mm -hmm. to put in the Xbox. Yeah. But, uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, I forget what the company is. It's twenty four seven billing. Uh-huh. Uh They they made a movie about them. It's mm-hmm. basically called it's Middlemen. Yeah, yeah. But it's the guy who created the code for credit cards. Yeah. He he he, he did a bunch of cocaine mm-hmm. and wrote the code to where you could put your credit card number on the computer on the internet and buy something. Yeah. For porn. Yep. Absolutely. It's so fucking so funny. And then they asked, because he's out of jail now. Yeah. He went to jail. Because <laughs> he's I a guess. piece of shit. Not to bury the lead. <laughs> Not to bury the lead. He had miners fucking on his website. <laughs> uh, can't really do that. No. Nah. You will but, go uh, to jail. He talks, he talks about like the VR. Yeah. Like, what's really pushing VR and it's the porn oh, it industry. Oh, porn, yeah. yeah. But like it's still now. Like uh, like the deep fakes and stuff. How creepy and fucking that is. That started with porn. Yeah, because like we saw Tom Cruise or that guy. Who pretended to be Tom Cruise? Oh yeah, the do face all that scary shit because yeah. his face is like perfect. Yeah, and you like, know, like, all, like you barely notice it, but mm-hmm. you, you spotted the eyebrow. Yeah, stuff. kind of around the eyebrow and the brow of the nose was just really static, yeah. and that's the only place you could see it, man. But that's a whole new podcast. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. Like, I would love to see. I would love to see a deep fake of red. <laughs> just like fighting Mike. <laughs> Oh my god! Find one of these old ass fucking like bald boxers. Yeah, <laughs> and I do love how they uh, talking about format wars. I mean, we can kind of keep that going. Um, that seventy show also touched on the uh, cassette tape eight track debate because that was the Eric's birthday episode. He was laying hints the entire fucking time. Yeah, I want I want a cassette player. I want a cassette player for my uh, for the uh, Trans Am. You know, whatever it was. You know, the Vista Cruiser. That's what it was. Yeah. How about a tape deck for the Vista Cruiser? You know, it's that and the other. And he's like laying hints hard. And even Red is kind of playing along with it because it's a car part. You know, so he's like kind of playing. And he's like, oh, I heard you wanted to upgrade the, the Vista Cruiser. He's like, yeah, with, with, a, with a tape deck. He's like, oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. You never know. <laughs> and he's and he like looks at the presents, and it's like he can tell he has like cassette tapes. And it's like those are the first ones he opens up. He's like, yes, cassette tapes. Oh, I know what that bigger box must be. And he opens it up, and it's an eight track player. And Kenny's like, oh, you can play your cassettes in that. <laughs> he's just like, like, God damn it, <laughs> mommy fucked it up again. <laughs> I want eight track player. Do you? Yeah. That's the only format I don't have over there. I've still got my VHS player somewhere in that in a box in there, um, and I've got tape deck, record player over there. But I do not have an. I was uh, I was living in downtown Statesville. My cousin called me. She was living in my great grandma's old house, and she had a nice floor model record player, mm-hmm. and uh, it had a second peripheral with it. They sold with the with the machine. Yeah, and you, two like two stereo cords. You just pull apart and just. You know, old fashioned, screw them in. Yep. Um, and she called me. She's like, "Hey, I'm getting rid of this thing. Do you want it?" I was like, "Why the fuck are you getting rid of our great grandma's stuff?" Yeah. So I, I went on pickup, got my pickup truck, drove all the way the fuck out there, picked it up, brought it back to the apartment, started listening to fucking uh, COD by ECDC while I was cleaning my house. <laughs> nice. Like within an hour, I was just like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an eight track player. Really? Oh man, I'll bring it over. 
I have to pick out stuff. Curious off to it. see that. It's very, it's box. It's just got the wood paneling. Oh, <laughs> of course, excellent. it's got the fucking beautiful, wood paneling. Beautiful. And I bet we could hook it up to that if that's got like a basic stereo outputs. Yeah, that uh, that receiver is from uh, the early '90s. So yeah, yeah, it was back when that shit still works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yep. nobody hung on to their eight uh, track player. You know, from a you can still buy or anything like that. I believe it. Yeah, yeah I bought a few and even on and even on eBay, most most releases from the seventies and sixties that were on eight track, you can find it for. Pretty did you drive a when you was in high school? Did you drive? Oh uh, yeah. Did you have a CD player or tape deck? Um, it was. This is when uh, CD players and tape decks were. Well, the, all cars had the tape decks, and uh, they didn't have like uh, eight, none of my no the, the cars that my parents drove or my friends' parents drove had like you know eight track players or anything like I'm that. Did y'all, y'all did you have the cassette player though? Uh, we did. Yeah. And did you have the CD player? Because uh, I know that was kind of newer. Newer. We had. Uh, I don't know if it we was had like the a nicer combo. item in yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we had the combo of it. We had one of those uh, where you uh, you could convert a CD uh, through a tape. You know. Yeah, the tape. The tape. Yeah, yeah. With the wire. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Like one of those. That was my fucking like advanced technology. Uh-huh, you and my plug your little truck. CD Walkman into uh-huh. it. And you're ready to roll. I, little, I literally called a Walkman. It was. I had Walkman. I had them. Yeah, I got the yellow Sony Walkman. Oh, I had the silver. The cassette. Oh, cause that one I had the clear one. No, I had the plate, the strap yellow for fucking nineteen eighty seven. Nice. No, I, I had a clear one, and then the one I had after that was a two tone black and like brushed silver, like Sony Walkman That's branded awesome. one. And then they had a CD player version that had like a slightly bluer tint to it. But then mm-hmm. mom eventually got me that one. So I was just like, oh, I am the king. So it's like I had my fucking Walkman tape player. I had my fucking CD player. I had my Game Boy, bro. I was ready for any fucking car ride. Here's some fucking wild man. That cassette thing came with uh, the headphones, right? Yep. Now the wires were attached to the to each ear. Okay, it wasn't like over like ours now, dude. I took the fuzz off them motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I took them off that metal rail, and I stuck them in like fucking earbuds. <laughs> dude, no one, no one had that shit back then. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. You're innovative. And when I was in fifth grade, I'm like, oh, okay, that's just more convenient. Now when I'm like in high school, I was like everybody's got these fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got AirPods, where it's like now we got wireless side. bullshit. Yeah. Just... No, that's what I'm getting. Now we've got fucking AirPods, where it's like a fucking tiny little pill case, and you click it open, and you just put these little things in your ears, and boom, you've got high yeah. quality stereo sound. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I got an eight track player. I think I have a few eight tracks. Uh, I think I got a. A Leonard Skinner one. I think it's got like three songs on it. Gotcha. Since, since this is that '70s show, we might as well just kind of keep it on '70s topics anyway. Yeah. I've actually, because I've yet to own a car, a part of me wants to my first car to be old enough to where it only has a tape deck. Uh, anything before 2005? Yeah, basically. But it's like I, for some reason, it's like I want the experience of having a semi-older car with a tape deck. Because right under there, underneath, you know, my whole thing, I've got a stack of tapes and even a stack of blanks. Then it's like I can put new material on from the record player, or, you know, from Spotify that. or whatever. Uh, did you ever have the stereo where you could record? Oh yeah, the little boom box. That oh you yeah. Could record? Me and my buddy would play fucking GTA, <laughs> and like I would lean into it and hold the record button on the cassette tape part, and I'd pretend to be the news guy chasing the fucking down. <laughs> before Xbox Live. And like he would shoot out the helicopter. He's fired at us. He's fucking. So, fired so you were at us. like the original YouTubers and streamers yeah, but, 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 before like, there was actually technology. Record. Dude, there's like 17 fucking tapes out there of just me and my buddy just bullshitting about oh, GTA great. and fucking other games. That's what I love about this show is that like, everything we talk about with the the tech and the aesthetic of you know the decade, uh, that that timepiece 
or that time period kind of becomes a character in the show and it's mm-hmm. not and it's not one of those things like uh i'll use wonder woman 84 uh again as a bad example to where like they just kind of force the uh, nostalgia of the 80s yeah. down your throat yeah. where like there's a whole scene where like the only time that the 80s you know aesthetic is utilized in that wonder woman scene or in the whole movie is when uh, Chris Pine and Wonder Woman go out for like a day and Chris Pine's just like what's all this crazy 80s clothes uh, yeah. choices everybody's wearing what's this you arcades and that's the only time the, the 1984 part at is no point, utilized. At no point in that movie does Chris Pine look over at Wonder Woman like are blacks and white people allowed to date <laughs> why is that a thing because that's not cool <laughs> they brace this captain america yeah. well also well also wonder woman rapes chris pine's character or yeah, yeah, not yeah, chris yeah. pine but we that's like a whole other podcast right with more steps lord of mercy y'all <laughs> but with the uh that it is but with uh, that 70s show again it's kind of like how in seinfeld uh, new york city is a character oh, and- i was gonna say I, I would say that the the place they hung out you know for like food and shit uh, what was it the joint oh, the club ooh, good question wow. it, it it was the blank. It was just a one word thing. The the hub. But that was kind of like their cheers. Yeah, yeah. It's like I would say that in the basement and the water tower, all of those are just as important to the show. And hell, even the driveway of Eric's house. All of those are such important parts of the show that if we didn't get to visit those spots, it wouldn't feel the same. And it still kind of adds to that small town aesthetic. Exactly, because like, uh, uh, what would a bunch of little kids do, or you know, a bunch of teenagers do in a town like that? Malls really aren't a huge thing Malls yet. Malls don't exist. Well, it's like we saw a tiny moment of it when Jackie started working at the cheese place. Yeah, it was called the Hub. The Hub. Yeah, I like uh, was uh, one thing I really liked about the show that kind of kept it going until Eric left was Eric was really into like getting beat up by Donna. <laughs> like, did you ever notice that? Like, I mean, he was kind of I mean, into that. A yeah, little he bit. was a little. Yeah, I mean, he was a shrimpy little dude anyway. He was, but like maybe outside playing basketball, and she'd foul the fuck out of him. And he'd be uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fuck Donna, yeah. Donna would legit get mad at him and like smack him around and shit too. Yeah, yeah I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and her her dynamic with fucking Eric is so opposite that it was with Kelso and Jackie. Yeah, Kelso and Jackie were just like bickering the whole Constant time toxic but, they, they relationship. Were the, but they were the best relationship in that whole fucking show everything else was shit the only person that had the best relationship was kitty and red <laughs> even midge and bob had a good relationship if they kept swinging <laughs> bob was just such an idiot though yeah he was like the uh you know just try everything once they, yeah yeah but no i thought i thought oh, they handled bitch. a lot of the teenage aspects between donna and eric really well like the moving on bases and stuff like that and and i thought they even had a really good arc of the falling in love and falling out of love i thought that was a really good peak and valley because most of the time in those kind of sitcoms once they fall in love, there may be an episode or two where they break up, but they always get back together in the end. There's one episode where uh, Kitty actually says something about that. Because mm-hmm. at, at that time, I think Donna was with Eric and Hyde, and Jackie had been with uh, Hyde and Kelso. Hyde was the best dude in that whole fucking group. He was, he was smashing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like at some point, Kitty's like, how many times are y'all going to switch? Huh? Yeah. How many times are you guys going to switch partners? <laughs> but no, I, I just thought it was... a lot in sitcoms, too. It a lot in the 70s, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I thought it was just really well done how, you know, they started out, you know, one way, and then 
it just kind of started to fizzle and they never revisited it. No. You know, they never gave you the whole, you know, oh, they're back together thing. Nope. It's like they were together for a handful of seasons and then they broke it off. And it was and it was kind of heart-wrenching in the moment because you were really kind of rooting for him because you got to see the innocence of Donna sneaking in his room at night, you know, and you get the audience, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. it's like especially me watching it week after week it's such a long drawn out thing over a couple of years you really get invested with the characters and then i remember that being the first time that 70s show really hit that emotional core was it was the episode after they broke up and eric was just all depressed in his bed and the fucking angel shows up and who played the fucking angel oh fuck i've saw that was one of those celebrity mm. guest star things yeah. i'm talking about let's see yeah while well, cat's pulling that up i thought that was such an interesting episode it was kind of like the um uh christmas carol type yeah. thing of you know what what would a world be if you had never dated donna did they go to the 80s and it's yeah. like a fuck singles party <laughs> yeah 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 and but it's like they wrap it up with you know he's like I can get rid of all the memories. It was fucking uh, Newman from yes. Seinfeld. Yes. Thank you, thank you. And he's like, and that's why I was kind of giving it the voice too. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I can hello, get rid of- Eric. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I can get rid of all the memories. To Where's the my other fucking mail? And, and he starts showing like all the fast clips, and then he was just like, wait, wait, no, I want to keep them. Yeah. But by that point, the angel's gone. Mm-hmm. So it kind of almost because he already said yes. And the angel said, well, let it be done. And then you get the quick flashes. So it almost kind of leaves you on the, wait, did they kind of change reality a little bit? Did did they kind of, did they redo it? And even on the next episode, they leave it kind of ambiguous. Yeah. Because with the way Donna's acting around Eric, she's kind of acting like nothing ever happened. And Eric's kind of looking at it as like a, huh. You can put that like a film theory. Exactly. Yeah. So so I wonder if that actually did like because of course they do reference it later, but I wonder if like there was like a weird kind of stream of time when they tried to maybe consciously in the writing go, Well, let's just see if we can ignore it and then kinda of had to reverse the idea and be like, Well, now we need to reference it for this plot. <laughs> you know the show better than I do, probably most likely. Okay, maybe. I did, I just didn't retain as much of that Yeah, stuff. yeah. You remember where Eric hit his money? Because everybody knows. Oh, he hit it in Candyland. Yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> I love that because he always kept getting robbed. And he's like, who keeps taking my money? He's like, and Kitty's like, honey, we all know where you keep your money. Yeah. <laughs> keep it in, in the Candyland Candy box. He's like, what? What? No, no, not everyone. Shh, not everyone knows. And then Hyde's like, yeah, yeah, dude, I've been taking beer money from there for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the shifty character, but he's like the best character. Like, or besides oh, yeah. Red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's very shifty, but he's also like, he's a character you worry about. Mm-hmm, a lot yeah. more, especially like early on. You know, his dad leaves, his mom's taking off with a fucking trucker. She leaves him at home alone at long periods of time. They they tried to make Jackie the sympathetic character. She she was very sympathetic because her father was a criminal. Yeah, her father was found out. Mm-hmm. And remember, Red was friends with the motherfucker. Yeah, because they had like their gambling parties and shit. Uh, because I remember it was uh, the career day episode. Yeah, because uh, Eric is hanging out with his mom. Uh, Hyde's hanging out with his mom, but he doesn't like it. So Fez is hanging out with her, and he's yeah. having a fucking ball mm. <laughs> because it's Katie Seagal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kelso's having a mental breakdown because he can't figure out what his dad does for a living. So what do you do? And he's like, I shift this to this and this. Okay, what do you call it? 
And he's like, well, I really don't have a job done. He's like, God damn it. He's having a mental breakdown by the end of the episode. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to say you're a fucking pilot. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like they tried making Jackie the sympathetic character. But in the end, Hyde got a lot more of the emotional beats. Yeah. Because, you know, he was kind of like the street kid, you know, this, that, and the other. And it's like, you know... Red and Kitty, like y'all mentioned earlier, they genuinely wanted to kind of help him. And I think that's why Red would always get so mad at him. Because I forget what happened, but I remember there was an episode where Red just started dressing him down he got, hard. He got arrested for uh, holding. Yeah. Because Eric, Eric uh, left drugs behind. And I, I took the fall. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and he started dressing him down hard. It was like it was one of those quiet moments in the basement. Where it, was it was more like, of a, I'm not mad at you, I'm just... Disappointed, uh-huh. in but, like, but fuck. But but, uh, but Red's actor, what's his name? Kurtwood Smith. He did yeah. an excellent job of that. I'm raising my voice. I'm extremely mad at you, but I mm, dumbass. He, yeah, because <laughs> he, he, he really was. He was just like, I have put a roof over your head. I have done this for you, and I can't believe. And it was just like it was like one of those really good intense moments for him as an actor. I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> I like I like Kitty because she's just like, ooh. Like, uh-huh. She's like, don't worry, he'll he'll snap out of it. Like, but don't go to the house. <laughs> yeah. I, I always love the moments where they have to like fuss at one of the kids. Like I like um, when they're high. Yes, and, and like the, the, the background is like all changing and shit uh-huh. on them. <laughs> Is that what you want to be? Dope head? <laughs> like the fucking wallpaper shifting. And, uh, it's, and it just like focuses on Kitty's mouth. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Put my foot up your ass. <laughs> I do like, uh, there was one, uh, one episode I'd watched not long ago and uh, Hyde, had, Hyde does like these weird conspiracy theories every yes. time. Yeah, he was the token conspiracy yeah, guy. Yeah, Jones of the group. And uh, he, he, him and Fez are walking through the living room and Red is just sitting on his recliner, listening to the news with his fucking paper. And he's like, hey, where are you two idiots going? <laughs> he's like, oh, Red. And he's like, something on the news. Anyway, the, the conversation devolves into, don't you know the government is going to put fucking things in our brains to hear our thoughts? They're going to stick, a, they're going to put electrodes in our eyes. We're gonna, they're going to see what we see. Man, Fuck America, basically. He says, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Red just puts that fucking paper down. Damn America. First of all, uh-huh. if America wants to shove an electrodes up your ass, <laughs> you will say the Pledge of Allegiance while they're fucking doing it. <laughs> all right? You could be sucking on a rock potato in fucking Siberia. Oh, I remember that now. He was try- he was trying to distract Red while someone was sneaking out. Well, because he, That's what it was. He was like, He's like, because he gets up and he talks about, you guys could be in Russia right now sucking on rotten potatoes. Uh-huh. And he's like, fucking kids. And he walks out and like, he looks at Fe- Hyde, looks at Fez, he's like, works every time. <laughs> <laughs> just get him going, just get him riled up. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was just like, I can cause a distraction. As they were intentionally kind of walking, kind of weird. And he's just like, hey. Idiots, where you go? Yeah, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like you know how in sitcoms where like characters uh, have traits that kind of like go away as the series progresses. Yeah. Like yeah. how Hyde was conspiracy theory guy until like maybe 
after season three, they kind of quit, you know, harping on that a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of one of those examples that made me yeah. think of that. And because uh, like in the in the in the uh, weed circle, he would say all this weird shit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. don't you know? He's like, don't you know? There's a car that runs on milk. And it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But yeah, talking about his emotional beast though, one of the earlier ones I can remember outside of like you know maybe some of the you know family things was when he finally found that rocker chick. Yeah, and it's like he—that was like the first girl. Like he even kind of said in the show, he's like, "I think I love this girl." He's yeah. like, "I didn't like love anyone before." Well, he was, but with, the, he was with the popular chick too one time, mm-hmm. and he and he didn't like you know he wasn't crazy about it. But like all of a sudden, this biker chick rolls in to the hub, and he's like, "Whoa!" And she's like, "Yeah, you don't want to listen to some ACDC?" He goes, "I." Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, it's just all of a sudden it just she's like, "Well, hop on the back, idiot," and he's like, "Whoa." Okay, yeah, you've got a bike. See you later, dumbasses. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and he was like falling for this chick, and all of a sudden she just like ditches him in the middle of the night. I and like, then he's uh, like left to have to deal with that. And it was just like, God damn, bro. You know, this show kind of, it's kind of like King of the Hill, it kind of goes off the rails toward the end. It does. Especially Let's go when, ahead and talk about that. Yeah, when, like when Topher Kelso, Grace and Kelso leave. Well, well I call Eric. Before, that, before <laughs> yeah. that, before before even that, where Kelso knocked that chick up. Uh, what's her name from the American Pie? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Wasn't Al- wasn't Allison but, Hannigan? It was. I know who you're talking about, was it though. Shannon Elizabeth? Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth. He knocked her up, and there was that part, and then there was the whole. Uh, oh man, what was it? Donna had dyed her hair. It looked like blonde. Yeah. Oh no, that's when everybody was just like, "Oh fuck!" I that. think they did. No, they did that right after Eric left because they tried to wrap yeah. that into oh, like maybe in, what's a, his name? Uh, they brought in that other guy, Josh Myers. Josh he Myers. Sucked. I know it. So well, it wasn't his nobody bad. liked that dude. It, it wasn't his show. You, no matter who you put in that fucking role, you're not gonna like it because yeah. the dynamic has changed. But just his character, though, it just uh, I thought he was funny. Well, the problem I was did they tried like him at all. Well, the problem was they tried to make him new Eric to yeah, an extent. Kind of like uh, uh, two and a half men. They changed Ashley yeah. Kutcher out. He does, he's, they make him new Charlie. Ashley Kutcher is fucking funny as shit. Not that show. No. Well, it's, well, because the, you can't replace a mainstay that easily. You can't replace someone that's fueled with tiger blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what they did in Cheers where they replaced... positive. Have <laughs> HIV positive. <laughs> well, it's like Cheers where they replaced uh, Shelley Long with uh, Kirstie Alley, but Kirstie Alley, Alley is a totally... Kirstie Alley ate Shelley Long. Shelley Long. <laughs> but uh, Kirstie Alley and was... at a, the end regurgitated her to freedom. <laughs> But she's like a way different character than Shelley Long's character was. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not natural progression. You need natural progression to add new characters, mm-hmm. like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And, and what? And what was Pretty Boy's fucking and, intro? Uh, what was it? Was it Bob's new wife? Oh, Bob's new wife. I didn't like her either. But, they, but it was more natural because Mitch had just left. Yeah. yeah. It was better because she's not a mainstay character. And she was just kind of like a character that was, you know, wasn't good anyway. And she, she was, would talk back to Red, which I liked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is that right there, Red? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> and Kitty just looked at him like, huh? are you going to hit this woman? <laughs> but no, you can't. It's, it's, it's a standard trope you can't do on TV. It doesn't, yeah. work. It doesn't really work. It felt like because he came in after uh, Eric left, but around that same time, uh, Kelso wasn't around either, mainly because he, um, Ashton Kutcher was doing like punked and you know other stuff like that. They were doing like movie that. roles yeah. and things like so that. So they, like, they all got it, like semi-famous. It yeah. felt like they were trying to make that new kid a combination of Eric and Kelso, give them the Kelso looks, but the innocence of Eric with a little bit of the hide swagger. And they yeah. kind of made uh, 
Jackie Mila Kunis a main character, the main character in the show too, didn't they? Yeah, because they started, they created this weird thing with her and Fez. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I didn't buy it. I quit watching it really once uh, all that started. Yeah, like it was a very weird dynamic seeing like her and Fez actually in love. Like I, I would have been happy for Fez, of course, to get his own love interest. But Fez is the guy that, you know, doesn't score with anybody. He's the one that, that gets shot down. That, uh, he was with that big girl, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, and then she lo- well, they better wear a fat suit. Yeah. But like, gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. Even when she's dressed down like a 70s bitch. Yeah. Like with the big glasses and everything. She's still gorgeous as hell. And, and I thought it was like, pretty. And I thought it was cool that how like the guys were kind of giving him shit, but he but was, he was just always like, with the crazy women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Remember the blonde stalker girl? Yeah, I love it fast. See, and then here, there's the Lindsay Lohan episode yeah. where she was just basically Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> see, see, here's here's my problem, and maybe it winds up being a little bit uh, indicative of the women I've dated. But like, I loved her character, the the blonde chick that was like semi crazy. I thought she was hot as fuck when I was watching that show. Yeah. I was like. Mm, you can stalk me or you won't, baby. <laughs> do we remember who that actress was? I do she, not. She's but... a tiny, like, she looks like uh, Kelly Pickler a little bit. She's a, she's a tiny little blonde woman. Uh-huh. But she was like psycho bitch. Oh, but, but yeah, anyway, I liked yeah. her. Like, Jessica Simpson made a cameo. Alice, ooh, Allison Munn. I remember her. Was that the actress? Uh-huh. Oh, they don't have a uh, picture of her. Boo. 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 Cap. Boo. I went to Wikipedia. That's on me. I should have gone to images. You should add an image and be an editor for that page. <laughs> but, uh, nah, man. Uh, I just, they all got famous because yeah. of that show. Uh, because Hyde was in a movie the first year that show came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember the movie? It's an important movie. It's a hard movie. It's a good movie. Was it uh, Caroline as the uh, Crazy Caroline? Yeah. Yes, Crazy Caroline. Oh, fuck you. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 crazy Caroline. I, I, yeah. I, I, I would have taken some crazy Caroline. <laughs> yeah, they had all like the had everybody do guest roles in that. Like I mentioned, uh, Lindsay Lohan. With her eyes and, uh, blue. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jessica Simpson. What was she? Uh, just some. She was at the tail end of the series. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. She was dating Kelso. That was also weird. Kelso turned into a lifeguard for a minute. Yeah, well, they moved to California. Him and uh, Donna. Yeah. Yep. But no, uh, Hyde was in the faculty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that movie. Uh, forgot he about was in that, that movie. movie. I forgot about that. Uh, 21 Grams was Topher Grace. Same year. Spider-Man 3. That's why he left, was like, to do Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, like, that whole that whole cast all went off to do something good. Like, well, Vildorano, Vagorama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on a NCIS now. And he, yeah. Now he's just like a, he's a grown-ass man that's all jacked and shit. Well, he had to hide a lot of that, man. Like, uh, I remember hearing about, like, season six. Like he kept having to wear sweaters and stuff mm-hmm. because he's jacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's one of those. Uh, with Mala that, Kunis set- ended up doing a bunch of funny. She was a Family Guy for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, good God. Yeah, the weird thing. Shut about- up, Meg. <laughs> with uh, that '70s show, it feels like this was like one of the first uh, series that was our series. It wasn't our parents' TV shows yeah. or anything like that. And, you know, we I grew up watching Cheers and everything else that was you no know, classic TV. Mm-hmm. And that, that '70s show was like the first original programming that still stuck with me as a yeah. you know. In my formative years, and it was which was we and uh, seeing all the actors, you know, become famous or you know not mm-hmm. famous and their various outlets ap- out afterwards. You still are invested in these, you know, performers yeah. because of the show. Oh, absolutely. And Danny Masterson, not so much, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was actually one of the few plot points I actually liked in the later seasons is when Hyde's real dad 
came back into the picture and he was gave him the record store and when Hyde was working at a record store and Tommy Chong's character was a little bit more of a mainstay yeah those episodes weren't too bad but again it just felt like kind of like the King of the Hill thing it just started going for more of the absurd yeah. Yeah. Just, they, jumped just, the, they jumped the shark yeah and that Hyde story just sounds like a more progressive well more uh you know what's the word I'm looking for um liberal propaganda <laughs> no but like more, a more natural uh, conclusion for that character yeah. well, what was instead the dad- of going to Africa right. <laughs> I was gonna say, what, what was his dad's name because his dad wound up being black and he was like and at first they were at first like they were gonna make a, a joke about sister. the hair he's got a half sister mm-hmm that he almost fucked. Yeah, yeah that's how he found out yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and what was funny is they were going to make, I thought they were going to make a joke about his hair. They kind of set it up. He was like, my dad's black. That makes all the sense in the world now. <laughs> and like, they kind of like, almost do like, a, like when they say it, like his hair is like really poofed out. He's like, it makes all the sense now. My love of music, my <laughs> rhythm. Like it starts listing off everything except his hair. <laughs> Yeah, Jeb, uh, William James W. B. Barnett. I was gonna say I remember seeing him in other things. That way, like when his when he showed up, I was like, oh, that's okay. See, T- Tim Reed is the actor's name. Let me see what his credits are. As Chris takes away the uh, computer from me, <laughs> he's like, my computer. He was a teacher in Tales from the Hood. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. The the one where the kid gets crippled not the one that goes to the house and tries to stop it oh that's right <laughs> <Poor> motherfucker <laughs> and uh great the, fucking movie <laughs> and the only other episode i really remember from that later one only because it was semi-sad was um the was final dad, sister sister yeah. what was the final episode which was the new year's heading into 1980 and they're all uh, it shows all of their um their uh composite pictures with little uh ending stories under them or was that the yeah. end of another season that was the end of another series oh okay well it had a, i remember uh, eric in particular uh, saying that he uh, got into a uh, beret wearing phase in college and things like that under that, his that was that oh that was like a that was one of those time travel episode things yeah that, oh, okay. that was like one of those non-canon it time was travel one, things. it was the one where they go to their reunion that's what and it was yeah. fat, uh, uh was it uh Big Patty, mm-hmm. and she's all skinny and thin. Yeah, because that's what she really looks like. That's right. The one yeah. that, I, and like Donna is married to someone else. Eric is with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like that Kelso weird flash and, forward. That was and Jackie are still together. That was kind of like a, a parallel universe episode, it, it wasn't it? Is Natural Lampoon's? Uh, oh fuck! What is that? What is that? You're gonna finger tap. Please sit closer because <laughs> the finger taps is louder than your voice. Sorry, um, <laughs> You're fine. No. Um, Animal House. Right. They did the same thing Animal House That's does. what I'm saying. Yeah, the little... Uh, te- Epilogue the, at the end. Yeah. yeah, it was basically like a post-credits like, joke. Yeah. Yeah. So how do, what, what does happen on the very last episode? Cause so like I, it's so they're trying to get together a New Year's party. Yeah, and uh, at the at the foreman house, and rumor has it is that Eric's going to show up because because uh, Kelso showed up like within like the first two minutes of this episode, and he's like, "I'm back." Of course, I couldn't you know miss this. It's the turn of the century, you know, shit like that. So he's back, and like Donna, the entire time is just kind of like. Eric's not going to show up and it's like he kept calling and Kitty was answering and she was like oh yeah I can't wait to see you yeah Donna's here do you want to oh okay uh, alright 
okay, yeah, I'll talk to you later. And it's like every time that would happen, Donna's like, he doesn't want to see me. He's he's not going to come. He's not going to see me. And like it literally like to the, all the, the entire episode, you just do not know. And finally, they're all just kind of standing outside going, you know, if he's going to be here, it'll be any time now. And then I think like Fez comes running out. He's like, the ball's about to drop. The ball's about to drop. And so they're like, okay, well, it's time to all kind of go back in. They all kind of just mosey in. And like you hear them kind of doing the countdown, like, you know, 10, 9, yeah. Eight and then like right as they get to like seven, you hear Donna, and then you, she turns around as Eric. He's running on up, and Aww. it's like literally at like the one they make it inside. Yeah. And That's it's pretty like, good. So that that was a pretty cool little ending. There, it's just like okay, well at least he finally made it back. You yeah. know to do all that. That's just one of those serious finales where it's just like you uh, check all the boxes and yeah, uh, just kind of satisfy everybody. That was you know even remotely invested in it. Yeah, because I feel like they even killed off what's his head. Uh, like the replacement dude. I feel like he died a few episodes prior to that. I remember him dying. He either died or like they sent him away or something. Like he, I think he moved back to where he came from. Yeah, you go back to where you came from. <laughs> so help me. <laughs> do you have a favorite? See, do it says favorite uh, he makes a brief appearance in the series finale. And okay. That's all it says. Yeah, they, they kind of started writing him out of a lot of episodes. They were like, everybody fucking hates this dude. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, do, you have uh, a, do you have a favorite episode? Favorite episode. Same for you. One of them I actually liked going back and like finding was the um, the musical episode where uh, they're, they're doing like the. Um, I remember specifically one of them, they were in the basement and it turned into a music video for the Joker. Yeah. Where everyone was kind of singing, you know, I'm a Joker, I'm a smoker, yeah. I'm a man. And that one, I remember there was like a Sonny and Cher parody moment. I like that one because it just kind of really did a nice span of like 70s culture. I like that conversation they have where they're just in the circle just smoking and that song comes on and fucking hide the whole time. He's like, I'm the smoker, man. <laughs> And the Joker. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's trying to get an edge in. And he's like, the pompous of love. He's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't narrow it down to a, a specific episode, uh, quite frankly. But I like uh, the uh, Fez episodes were always hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hot, the high you, character the high character arcs were when always fun. you meet his fun. adoptive family. Yeah. <laughs> his weird adoptive family. God, I remember that. And I always like the ongoing they joke. They wouldn't give him sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I always like the ongoing joke and they never and they never give it to us. Um, and I actually know the uh, the studio trick they did but we never learned Fez's real name. Because Fez he, is just his nickname. Well, He's just saying Topher Grace, Danny Masterson, yep. because Ashton because because they showed a flashback yeah. scene of like Fez's first day at school, and he's like being he, he was like hung up by his underwear by yeah. like a door or some shit. Hide, pull him down, and, uh, and they're like, dude, dude, well, I'm so sorry about that. You know, well, welcome to the school. It's that and the other. He goes, oh, thank you. My name is Fez. And you're like Fez. What's your real name? He goes, well, my real name is, yeah. and then the and then like there was a car horn or like the school bell starts ringing, and yeah, he's just saying Danny Masterson, Topher Grace, yada yada yada. That way his mouth is moving the whole time. He's he saying goes, all the stars of the show. Yeah, uh-huh. and then the, it's like the school bell finally stops. He stops talking. They all just kind of look at each other. He goes, well, it's great to meet you, Fez. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all ever? Uh, do y'all remember when they tried to do uh, an? Of that 80s show i was gonna bring that up as like the final <laughs> bit as they try they that 70s show was so successful they tried that 80s show they owned a uh he was an infomercial salesman mm-hmm. the dad was the chick was some punk rock bitch yeah yeah she had the they, hair they and everything yeah they ran a record store there was like a new wave kid a punk rocker the metal head 
They, they, they tried to do the whole same archetype as that 70s show, but it just, it fell so flat. That was such like a cash-in fucking uh, attempt. Yeah, like it, it was bad. Because I, I, I remember they were like, you know, uh, travel back in time with Fox on Thursday nights, that 70s show and that 80s show block. And it's they like, we done, tried. They could have done a, just a spinoff show called Point Place. Dude, yeah, that would have been cool. There was just about, just, you know, about probably like Kelso and Jackie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite episodes is when uh, Eric and Red go hunting. Oh my God, yeah. And he's talking shit to yes. Eric the whole goddamn time. And Eric's taking it. He's sitting there taking it. And they're in that fucking uh, that, uh, deer stand, that two man deer stand. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look, look. And like, he just doesn't give a shit because it's a deer. He don't give a shit. Right. And his Me hunting. He's like, <laughs> and he misses. He forces Eric to shoot at it and he misses. He's like, what? You fucking missed. It was right there. It's right there. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he's like, look. Pow, pow, pow. And it's like knocking targets out the fucking mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell? He's like, I don't feel like killing a fucking animal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was his whole big thing. He's just like, I just wanted to hang out. Yeah. It was just, because, it he was, was, it was, because he was looking at it as, you know, I'll, maybe this will be some bonding time with dad. Maybe we can talk. And, you and know. it's such a funny episode because everybody else is at the cabin. Yeah. And kind of, that and the uh, ice fishing episode. Oh my Damn, God. Jackie, I don't control the fucking weather. See, yeah. <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's hard for me to think of a Damn, single Jackie. episode because there are so many great lines. Like, even in that episode, they hide the stash in the vase. And Kelso gets his fucking hand stuck. And the, and the whole joke, he's like, I can't get the hand out. And he's like been working it the entire fucking time. Even to the point where Red is like, Kelso? What's behind your back? And he like has to hold his hand out with the vase on it and this, that, and the other. And finally, I forget who says it. And he's like, well, we had our stash in here and I've been holding on to it. And and uh, Hyde's like, what? You're still holding on to the stash? Let it go. He goes, well, if I just let it go, it'll... And then the vase just goes flying off his fucking hand. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I was rewatching it uh, not too long ago, and for oh, some I love, reason, I'm sorry, I, quit. I love that just response. He's like, "Ha ha ha, classic." Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was rewatching it uh, a while back, and I, uh, for some reason, uh, decided to stop midway through it. I need to pick back up on that if it's still on Netflix. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the ice fishing episode is uh, fairly early on, mm-hmm. yeah. because they try to do the dating game. They do the dating game inside the fucking ice fishing uh, cabin. <gasps> oh, oh, and I Eric and Dot are really good at it. And Eric or uh, Eric and Don are good at it, but Kelso and fucking Jackie are f- just like crumbling. And then like they have a talk outside, and then Eric and Donna fuck up. Yeah, and Fez is getting mad because. Well, do you remember the intro to that episode? Oh, what the fuck? no, I can't remember the intro. I remember they they were just going fishing. Uh, it starts cold open. It's not, it kind of dusk, nighttime. Uh, they're in the van, and Kelso's uh, driving. Hide. I don't think... Oh, yeah. Hyde is in the back back. Uh, Jackie's up front. Yeah, and it's the three of them in the back. Uh, Hyde, um, Donna, and uh, uh, Eric. Eric. And uh, that's the only people you see. And they're just talking about... He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, Jackie's dad owns a cabin. You know, blah, blah, blah. blah, We're ice fishing. Ice fishing. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. And he's like... He's like getting real antsy, like there, there's red light, and you like he's seeing him looking like the the mirror the entire time. And, and finally, Eric's like, "What? 
what are you doing, man? He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, come on, like, come on, come on. And like, right as he's about to fucking go, it's like, it's like you see the green go across his face. It's like, yes. And as soon as it starts doing it, you hear on the side of the van. He's like, and, and Eric's like, what? What is that? No, stop! Stop the van! Stop the van! <laughs> they stop it. The car door opens up, like the side of it opens up. It's Fez. He's like, I have been chasing you for oh, the yes. last two <laughs> miles. <laughs> okay, Fez, you can join yeah. us. <laughs> but no, the whole uh, it was it was a simple like it was a simple thing. Like daughter goes, man, I'm kind of chilly. Yep. Eric just takes his fucking scarf uh-huh. off. Oh, here you here go. You go. <laughs> he's like, and Jackie does that pop. Uh-huh. Like y'all say. <laughs> what? He's like, damn, Jackie, I can't control the fucking whip. Should have brought another coat, bitch. I love those moments where, like, just uh, Kelso and Jackie just being shitty with each other. <laughs> damn, Jackie. Oh, remember the camping episode? Yeah, yes. or where they all have to sit. They're sitting around the bonfire telling stories, trying to go skinny dipping in the lake, and all this other bullshit. <laughs> I like. Uh, what another favorite like just moment is yeah. just Eric hanging out with his mom at the nursing and yeah, being a nurse. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh Miss uh Miss Former, why did you uh erase this penicillin from uh this man's chart that I prescribed him? Uh, oh, I did because uh well, you know, it would kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it showed that like not only was she good at her job, but she was clearly the people the person there that gave a shit about she kept people alive. And yeah. Then mm-hmm. like uh, in the beginning of it they met a guy, an old man she was taking care of, and by the end of the episode, toward the end of the episode, he died. Yeah. And like Eric is like, What the fuck? You what do you mean? He just died. Yeah, she's and like, Kitty's well, just like, well, well, she's changing the bed sheets. She's like, Well, that fucking happens. Like, it is a hospital. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> get real, son. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real world. Ungawa. Ungawa. And, 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 and talking about uh and talking about the job things, I also thought it was really cool how they touched on a little bit of the depression and made Red lose his job. Like I thought that was yeah, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, the seventies uh, recession. Yeah, the recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought they thought it was very interesting that they touched on that and was just like, "Hey, you're gonna lose your job," and just to the point where like all of a sudden now he had to kind of accept lower positions and watching someone like Red, someone that prides himself in the all American man. I have my wife and my kids and I have well, my nine bread, to like five. A, and all of a sudden now he has to find something new and listen to some fucking snot nosed teenager. Tell him what to do at a fucking grocery store. Eventually he got up the, the muffler shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he worked at the, uh, he worked at basically their version of the food lion. Uh, and then he worked at um, the dog food plant. And then I think it was, oh yeah, it was actually um, Bob that got him a job at the muffler shop. That's what I remember. Yeah, like, Bob had his own and, store. And then uh, Bob. Oh no, he had the electric electronic store. That's what it was. And then yeah. that was the whole thing too, where Red's just like, Bob is helping me. Bob is getting me out of my jam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to shoot myself. Yeah. I want to put my own boot up my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all remember who uh, originally wrote the theme song for uh, that 70s show? No, but I know who performed it from season two onward. Yeah. The uh, do you know Chris? the The band was Big Star, who wrote "In the Streets" and Cheap Trick performed it Fuck on yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. for the TV show. There's a music video of it too. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, it, I, as soon as I found out, like, because again, that, that perfectly ties into what we were recording, you know, before with "You Got to Hear This." Yeah, we should mention that we got a Cheap Trick episode, and you got to hear this on the Patreon, guys. Yeah, probably out. 
few weeks ago by the time this episode comes out, maybe a month or so ago. But yeah, so it's like that. I think even moments like that where I'm like, oh, Cheap Trick is doing a thing for that 70s show. That was just another one of those examples of, oh, I'm hearing the name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That that band just keeps finding its way to get into pop culture. (laughs) Well, is there anything else we can really think of that we want to praise or discuss about that 70s show that really stuck with us? Aside from the fact that anytime I see it on the streaming services, that's one of those few shows that mm-hmm. it's just a good little fallback, especially the first, you know, four or five seasons. There's really not a bad episode in it. Anytime it would come on syndication on uh, if I'm having a you know, nothing going on, you know, on a Sunday afternoon back when, you know, you would spend your afternoons watching syndicated TV shows, that 70s show would be go running for two or three hours. And I'd be like, all right, well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon with yeah. and shit like that. And, uh, I don't know. It was just always consistent, especially those first few seasons. And I need, I feel compelled now after talking about it to revisit it to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. No, that, that was always a show that kind of just stuck with me. There, there was a lot of shows I remember kind of watching the runs of and not going back and rewatching. Hell, even Grounded for Life is like that. It's just mainly because it's just hard to find. Yeah. But but that 70s show is one of them that I remember always kind of going back and kind of logging in my head as like, this is a rewatch. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to watch this again and again. Not too many original shows from that time period kind of hold up to where we're watching it, you know, today. If it's You think of another one, Chris? Roseanne before season six. Yeah, Roseanne was a lot earlier than uh, that seventy show, though, right? Yeah, I, th- I think Cap was talking about from this time era of TV. Oh, uh, maybe Lost. Fuck Lost. <laughs> I know you don't like Lost, but you don't. Have, you have it's to admit, a smoke machine, everyone. <laughs> Look, I, I don't like. I don't Lost. like. I don't like the way they wound up wrapping it up in the last few seasons. Oh, when they're all on Hill. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that either. But you do have to agree they have a large fan base and people still talk oh, about oh, yeah, the show. They do. So does. So does Scientology. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to leverage Cap's point of that. There's very few shows that people will go back and rewatch from this time period. That wasn't on HBO. Yeah. And I, and I feel like Lost might be the only other one that could be part of that conversation. You mentioned 24. I haven't Ooh. rewatched that in a minute. That's kind of like, that was a couple of, that was a couple of year ap- uh, years afterwards, but yeah, something like that. Let me like, look that up. I feel up. like there were episodes that run at the same time. Probably right. That was on Fox. Yeah, I feel like there was a time in which 70s show and 24 had new episodes at the same time. Yeah. See, the first episode of 24... I saw enough goddamn promos for 24. There had to be. Oh, my mom and my brother fucking loved 24. Object Bauer. And that character was badass. It was I like, tried watching a few episodes. It didn't grab me. Jack, we need the we need the Russian uh, nuke codes or they're going to go off. How am I going to get them? I'm going to take his fucking teeth out. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get this done in fucking 24 hours. Don't worry. I'll keep a roll of nickels in my shoe. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a flip phone. There's no way our signal's going to fucking cut out. <laughs> all this. Brought to you by AT&T. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2001 was when it first, uh, 24 first aired. Yeah. yeah, so there was a year or two of crossover. Yeah. Probably not any us. I can't remember any of that 70 show uh, characters. But, but, honestly, <laughs> God, I, I, but honestly, I would oh, say... The, the daughter which showed up in uh, that 70s show. Oh, okay. Yeah. But honestly, I, w- I would killed. say <laughs> that 70s show probably has more rewatchability than 24. Yeah, everything I, else is I'd animated. Agree. Everything else is probably animated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FX at the time had the shield. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, speak, speaking of effects, I was looking at the cast list of that 80s show 
and uh, there was only one name I recognized, and it was Glenn Howerton. Do y'all know who uh, Glenn Howerton is? Not by name, uh, by face. Y'all know y'all would know him better as Dennis Reynolds on It's Always Sunny. Really? I saw that too and went like, oh shit, baby Dennis. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a young Charlie Day on that 70s show trying to sell fucking Coke. Right. Oh my God, <laughs> him, yes. and, him and Tommy Chong being best friends. <laughs> oh, that would be funny as I'd shit. watch that Tommy TV Chong show. Tommy Chong is just, you know, in his like hemp vest, fucking jeans, and Charlie Day's in a suit because he sells cocaine. <laughs> I want to see oh, this. Be great. I want to see this show present day. Tommy yeah. Chong's still doing shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Cheech bears with weed. Fucking preserved that motherfucker. Yeah, he did, <laughs> or it did. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Willie Nelson, man. Right. <laughs> you heard what Snoop Dogg said about Willie Nelson? Mm-mm. Never smoke with that motherfucker again. That, that, there was a there was a song where somebody <laughs> did that, where it's like, "I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. Yeah. <laughs> My party's all over before it begins." <laughs> yeah. In the fetal position and drool on my chin. Damn. What's the point of smoking that shit? Like it's, it's gonna be to, that bad. To outdo Willie. Willie's just like, oh, you're gonna outsmoke me. Okay. Well, I definitely enjoyed doing this episode. I think we ought to find more series to kind of do, you know, just well, shotgun. Well, we kind figured of out there are no to. other good shows from that time period. That we can think of. Yeah, not at least off the top of our heads. Okay. No, and I, and, I'm, and I know down the line we'll probably wind up uh, discussing more live action shows we watched because we, we we talked about since we, the last live action show thing we discussed was more or less you know what we watched as kids and teens. Why not you know the current TV we're watching now that we maybe can't dedicate an entire episode to, but stuff that we started watching you know later on. It's like we've been kind of covering th- uh, shows that we watched as we uh, you know developed as adults and yeah. things like that too. And Figuring this one out was our personality our, and the things we like. And that '70s show was pretty universal across the board for, for us. But then, and I felt like that was something that we could just talk and length on anyway. And then, uh, but then HBO comes out, and then you got you know all these intense you know series and things like that on top mm-hmm. of FX. Oh, and yeah. that was you know it was still. And- a and E, and it was still cable, but they were they still got pretty graphic oh, here yeah. and there. They were pushing the buttons a little bit with what they can get away with on TV. Oh, absolutely, nip tuck and shit like that. Oh, fuck, oh, nip tuck. Yeah, that's that that fucking show. I love that show. Hey, Holmes, you're part of us now, man. Yeah, remember that fucking uh, the dude that had the fucking demon tattooed on his fucking body? It's like body? this is about plastic surgeons, right? No, this is about ripping cocaine out of motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I want to have, feed you to my fucking. It gets so intense. I have a very specific Nick t- uh, Nip Tuck memory, but I'll save that uh, for that episode. Yeah. Oh, it's fuck! It's a monstrous show. It dude. was crazy. Remember man. the lady that got stuck to the couch? Oh god. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll save that for this episode. We'll save it for yes. the episode. Save it for the episode. Gross. <laughs> but for this episode of the Couch Brotatoes, I've been Alex. This has been Cap. Hanging out. <laughs> and Chris, do you have any final thoughts for us? Oh man, I love that '70s show. Mm. And if you know you can't find it now, a sitcom that you can watch, which is a damn shame. But go back and watch that show just for the relevances of it now. Yeah. For now, mm-hmm. because it always stays relevant. It's a simple story about six friends who had decent families and who had problems. Yeah. And we don't see that anymore. And you never had any horrible for the sake of horrible characters on that And they're that not show. like the six assholes from Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Who all had weird jobs where they all didn't work. <laughs> yeah, and just drank right. coffee all day. It's kind of like how Seinfeld was, too. Nobody Seinfeld, really, I hate Seinfeld. 